You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. So straight from iTunes, Pam, as we get started with Sexy Marriage Radio today. Yeah. Uh, this came in over the summer, and it says, I've been a Christian, a Christian marriage podcast binge for the past year and a half or so, and have noticed there's a lot of lax, not very biblically sound advice giving on the airways masquerading as Christian advice, i.e. the host saying, they don't think XYZ is a big deal in marriage, even though the Bible specifically says it is and should be done for the health of the marriage and individual. This podcast is not one of those. I love how Dr. Corey comes from a professional perspective has secular and Christian guests and sources, and doesn't force his spiritual beliefs on the listener, while also letting the listener know his beliefs, which are biblically based. How you do life is how you do sex, and vice versa is so true. And it's also so true that you have to work on yourself first if you want a better marriage. Thank you, Dr. Corey and Pam. You've already helped my husband and I so much in just a short several months of listening. Ah. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. It's kind of a great summary of what we've wanted to be. That's totally what we're trying to do because we're trying to just present uh, good information that helps uh, your marriage be the best it can be mm-hmm. and your relationship be the best it can be, but more importantly, your life even be the best it can be. Right. And so uh, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, where we love that people may jump on iTunes like that and leave comments and reviews. And if you like the show, please jump on there and rate and review, leave a comment or do that in whatever means you choose to listen. Mm -hmm. Also, we love to hear from you. So 214-702-9565 is how you can let us know what's going on in your world. With any questions or comment or praise or topics you want to see us cover, because we go where the audience in the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation wants us to go in large part. Right. Um, And we try to answer your questions, and we try to also be, if you have a place that you don't know where you can ask questions, Mm -hmm. because you're not going to bring it up in your small group or at a coworker lunch or (laughs) with your parents or (laughs) anything like that, uh, we'll go there. And and we want to be a source that can help you make your marriage what it can be. Yeah, we want to help you on that journey. And there's also just a few moments we want to take out at the beginning of this show. Because uh, October 11th, which as this is airing, is just a couple of days away, yeah. is actually the eighth birthday of Sexy Marriage Radio. Happy birthday! <laughs> which is a really cool accomplishment Yeah, to think that eight years ago, um, we hit the airwaves with three shows, because I remember that vividly. Mm-hmm. We had three in the can with Gina and I. Yeah that got started with just this whole idea of why Sexy Marriage Radio. And it was really because we wanted to help frame a conversation and talk about stuff in married life and in sex that wasn't normally addressed Mm -hmm. in a straightforward, honest manner, but also had an air of value and spirituality and just some overall health involved. Because if you look at a lot of the information out there, it really is in this world we live in, a lot of anything goes. And what we believe here at Sexy Marriage Radio, and as part of the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, is that married sex is a sacred area for sex. Mm-hmm. And we want it to be fabulous for couples, mm-hmm. even though we know it, all, it always isn't sometimes, right? There's struggle. 
Yeah, there's struggle, there's pain, there's times when you just don't want it to even be there for you. Right. And so I want to help walk you through it. Right. And I appreciate the grit you've had over the last eight years and making this continue and and flourish like it has. Well, thank you. And yeah. I appreciate the fact that um, you've just come on board in the last year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a, a shout out to Gina Paris and to Shannon Etheridge. Absolutely. The other two ladies that helped carry this thing with me all the way through. But eight years is a big accomplishment. Yeah. Um, so here's to eight more. Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> because we love what we do. We love being able on the air with you guys, and we love the feedback that you guys give us. And so celebrate with us this week um, by just emailing in if you want feedback at Sexy Marriage Radio. Call in. Just share a little bit. This isn't, we're going to spend too much time on this, but it's something that's worth noting. Yeah. And and we want to celebrate that and say thank you to you guys as the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation for helping make this thing all possible. Mm-hmm. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, um, a guest is joining us named Deb Thomas. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist up in the Seattle area that's also a sex therapist. And so she and I had a conversation about what are some of the metaphors she uses when it comes to working with sex therapy with her clients, mm-hmm. because she has a largely Christian population she worked with also. Mm-hmm. And so how do you frame those conversations to get people talking? And she uses the metaphor of food a lot. Mm, okay. And it's a fantastic conversation that helps just enter into that that realm a little easier. Wonderful. And then coming up on today's extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper and longer, plus there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. There's a little more in-depth conversation that Deb Thomas and I have, and this one we do on what's it like on the couch with a sex therapist in their office. And so we just talk about our practices and some little behind the scenes, and I love this conversation because she and I come at this differently. Nice. And so there's a little pushback on both sides as, as we're talking because they're both can be very effective, but we see the world differently when it comes to how we approach the subject with clients. All right. So all that's coming up on today's show. So joining me for this segment of Sexy Marriage Radio, um, I'm excited about this because it's not too often that I get a chance to have uh, sitting alongside me on the microphone um, a fellow sex therapist that is willing to... uh, dive deep into that, you know, forbidden arena that sometimes we are reluctant to talk about. But Deb Thomas is a marriage and family therapist up in the Seattle area, if I'm not mistaken, who we have crossed paths uh, via some mutual friends of Seth and Melanie Studley with Anatomy of Marriage. And some people, uh, they are. So Deb, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I've been a listener um, and I sent my clients your way and um, I listened to some of the guests that you have. And I also just um, also listen for a different perspective. Um, And so um, sometimes I think that um, you have a really masculine perspective since you don't have another female therapist as a regular co-host. Right. Um, and so, um, I think that's just really helpful. It's really helpful for a lot of my clients. And so I send them their way. Well, good. Well, 
that's kind of interesting to hear that I sometimes we have a masculine perspective because I would hope so since that's I try to be that you know in the way I do live. So yeah. So Deb, I'm I'm curious. There's because there's two things I want to tackle with you today, and we'll see how we how we get it. One with this segment during the free regular version, and then in the extended content later. But I'm interested because. What I know about you from our conversations that we're having and as they're unfolding, you you operate in the world of trying to work with couples that yes. also then dive into the sexual arena of talking yes. and, and making that an issue. You know, the, it's on the table to be discussed and dealt with uh, straightforward, which is a fabulous thing. Any 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 marriage therapist that does not do sex therapy, I'm always going. What do you talk about? Why? Why? Because <laughs> right? those things. With, yep. Mm-hmm. If you work with couples, if you work with human beings, um, our sex and sexuality is just so important and it's a part of who we are. And um, it's so taboo in right. our culture to talk about it. And so we're just left isolated and alone. And so when you start talking, oh, it's just so it can be just so healing just to get those words out of your mouth. Absolutely. And so, but you also work with a, a predominantly Christian population where there's another layer that can add cloudy to it because it's not something that the church typically will address. And so right. I'm curious, right. um, how do you tackle that uh, both on a therapeutic stance, if you will, but more on just kind of a, situational environmental stance if you will of, of interjecting into that playing field how do yeah. how do you blend that your approach yeah yeah um that's a good question and i think it varies a little bit but the first i just start off right away letting couples know that um I am open and willing to talk about sexual issues um, if they want to. And so my credentials help right? Um, because they know I've had some training and they know um, that I specialize in that area. Um, but before I like was fully credentialed, um, what I would often say is, um, I do talk about sex. I can talk about sex. Right. And I'll let you know, like, if if it gets beyond my um, education. Yeah. Um, which is, a, which is but, a valid thing for every therapist or credentialed person to do, mm-hmm. that if we get out of our lane, it's yeah. on our shoulders to say, whoa, hold on. I don't need to be using you guys as guinea pigs while I learn. We need to get you to somebody that can truly help, help the situation. Right. 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 And well, and with every sex therapist, we can't know everything yep. and we can't specialize in every kind of of issue. Um, so we still have to right. stay in that same place. But you've got. Uh, so one of the things I have found that helps when you're talking about let's let's attack the issue of sex and marriage is you can come at it from two different ways. Right. One is I'm going to be straightforward and upfront saying, hey, if you want to go there, I'll go there. But the other is to try to give a framework or some metaphors that that overlap, right? That make in some regards, sexy marriage radio is that <laughs> that, that yeah. we're going to be straightforward, but we're also going to try to give you um, 
a framework you can use to talk about it where because one of the best compliments I've got uh, in the history of sexy marriage radio is from a listener that's also a psychologist and a clinician. And he refers clients to the show because he says, yeah, it's a show about sex, but if you listen long enough, you're going to find out it's not a show about sex. It's a show about life and being better. And I was like, that is fantastic. So it is, you know, it can be a language, but I'm curious, how do you use the different tools or resources or, or path inroads into talking about sex? Well, I think one of the problems that couples have, especially couples that have grown up in environments um, where their family didn't talk about sex, their church didn't talk about sex, and if they did talk about it, um, it was really framed as, here's what you don't do. Right. Um, Right. Don't do all of these behaviors and don't lust and don't, 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 but not what do you do. Exactly. Like what is good and lovely and pure and sacred and, and how do we have conversations with that? So trying to find everyday language, um, that isn't necessarily about sex. So, um, um, Esther Perel talks about sex as a place you go. Yep. Um, and so, like asking the questions, where do you guys go? Um, <laughs> okay, that's good. I, another that I use a lot is talking about food because we all know about food. Yep. And um, like um, sometimes sex can be like chocolate cake. No, um, it can be really good and really wonderful. And sometimes sex can be like a McDonald's hamburger, you know, and. (laughs) Okay. I'm good. I'm tracking uh, with you. Let's keep going. It it might satisfy you, but it might also leave you wanting something more. Okay. Um, Cause I also think you could keep going with that where it might make you feel like afterwards, like, um, that might not have been the best choice. Yeah. <laughs> on the way I'm well, feeling about this after thinking back through it. Right, right. And um, so like being able to say to people, I often tell couples, especially couples with younger kids and kids in general. Right. Um, I'm I'm a little beyond I'm a little beyond that. Like my, my kids are young adults and they're out of the house. Um, Congratulations to you. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Um, and I, and I miss them and it happened. Okay. Anyway. Um, so when talking about food, often thinking about different kinds of, of ways that we enjoy food and we can't always have an, the amazing Thanksgiving dinner, right? We can't always have the five course, you know, right. meal at right. the restaurant. Because we don't have the time or the um, prep space or whatever it might take to actually get to achieving that. Right. Yeah. But it is important to take time to intentionally have that time together. Okay. To intentionally have the five course meal. Right. And maybe the like um, 
the flowers that you arrived beforehand and the dancing or the looking at the moonlight afterwards, that it's more than the meal. Okay. And it's the meal. But taking that time and intention and care, um, thinking about the conversation, planning ahead. Um, that's like same with Thanksgiving dinner. Lots of planning. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, your favorite, maybe Thanksgiving dinner kind of, uh, some people might be thinking, oh dear, that brings up family. Take those people <laughs> out of your head right now. Right. That's not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about like tradition right. and your favorite things. And Just, every year, please make that right. yam. Like, okay. The favorite, so, yeah, the favorite thing that only, that only Thanksgiving typically offers up. Because if you think right. about it, it's not, that's not one of the normal course of our weekly, monthly uh, recipes and on the right. menu, but there is elements where special occasions bring out that or, cause even, so, right. even going so far as, you know, that's when the China comes out or that's when yes. that bowl comes out that's never around or some of those things that add to the ambiance and the feel that make it even more special and elegant. Yes. Yes. So. When talking about that, we can extend that metaphor and say, well, okay, so if we're going to do Thanksgiving dinner, what is it that you like about Thanksgiving dinner? Okay. What is it that you like about, what is it that you wish the tradition would die? And <laughs> please. I don't ever want to see another thing of green bean casserole. Please, no <laughs> green bean casserole. <laughs> I know you love it. Right. I know we've done that for years and I've never told you. Yep. I've never been had the courage to tell you that meh. Yep. I just, I either hate it or it's just like, eh. Yeah. I don't have to have it. Yeah. Um, but but I think that, um, and I got this from Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of took it off on my own. But she talks about having a menu of options. Right. And can you, as a couple, develop a menu of options? Um, because we can't always have, we can't have, we don't have the time right. um, to have that banquet of, of, of uh, you know, one, we don't want it, the ritual. We right. don't want that every single night. Thanksgiving dinner every single night. We hate turkey <laughs> by like Sunday after right. get rid of the turkey. Right. right. We don't want the same thing. Um, we're not in the same places. We don't have the same amount of time and energy and attention. Um Okay, that's what's funny. Real quick, I want to I want to interject this, Deb, because I just sit here and think of the difference of you got, and I'm going to be, I'm going to step out on the limb in the whole world of stereotypical yeah. with male female, but yeah, I want to at least throw it out there since I've got you on on the show with me. Um, you're sitting here making the comment of we hate turkey by Sunday because that's the if if yeah. what I come across is variety is much more important for women than it is for men uh, when you're talking yeah. about the sexual repertoire, right? Uh -huh. Because that metaphor still works because if you're as, as, as the woman saying by Sunday, I'm done with Turkey. I'm sitting here thinking I could eat Turkey sandwiches most every week. 
for right? two more weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I could keep going with turkey sandwiches because it gets the job done. You know, it's that uh-huh. it, 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 it satisfies what worked last time. So why not go back to the well? And and that's just the nuances that I think are so powerful. And this kind of a framework matters to help couples recognize the differences between men and women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of women, well, and, you know, some of it is just our bodies. We're constantly changing. Um, Our hormone levels are constantly changing. Um, And um, um, our attention and where we have our minds and, and how many other people's needs we need to take care of right. might be part of that. There's just a lot. Um, but for the most part, um, I think that sometimes men will put up with um, a McDonald's hamburger um, and they'll be maybe not really satisfied like like the same way they would be with a larger meal right but they're like we don't have a time for anything else so that's good yeah and some of my or a good part of my female clients are like if i have too many hamburgers um you know i just won't eat yep that's just not gonna work yeah so i definitely um, my clients definitely resonate with that okay um and feel the same way. And it is most often females that say, Hey, what you did Monday is not what I want you to do on Tuesday. Right. right. <laughs> so right. listen to me. Right. Now they don't always have the voice to say that. Correct. It's it's the message trying to be delivered, but it typically is layered and hidden in the reactions, emotions, everything else, right? Well, and if they were taught that they don't really talk about it and they're not right. supposed to talk about it, how do you say, well, I, you know, we did that Monday. So Tuesday, you know, could we do something else? Right. It's just like, they don't even have it. They just know they don't want Monday. <laughs> right. And so like no leftovers, please don't do the same exact thing. Right. Let's have something Let's add some variety to it. That's good. Let's, that's um, good. But and that's what we help them do, right? Yeah. No, and that's great because the whole goal, the whole goal to me, and it sounds like this is exactly what you're doing, is this is just about helping people grab a hold more of what's going on in their life to be more intentional towards what they're wanting, how to address what they don't, and how to even recognize it. And, and even if it's to the case of I can recognize what I don't want, but I don't know exactly what I want. But if I got a framework to at least clearly address that, I'm further down the road. Yeah. So sometimes these everyday metaphors help to create a framework to help start to identify. And because um, we can talk about food. Yep. <laughs> that's not a shamed, shamed area. Typically <laughs> it is. Well, and <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I it get can what, be. Right. Um, and like, um, people are, I mean, we, we have to have food multiple times a day. And so we have to have developed some kind of language yep. 
And, um, and many times food is the place where we gather and celebrate. Right. Um, and other times it's just um, creating energy and um, allowing us to be able to put our attention in other places. Um, and it's needed and necessary. Yeah. Um, and, and I believe that about sex. Um, and I believe that we have a need for sex and that it's good and lovely and pure in the right context. Mm -hmm. um, it can also in the bat in the wrong context um, be really terrible. Um, and so can food. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Well said. So Deb, thanks for spending some time for this segment with me. Um, yeah. I, I want the sexy marriage radio nation to be able to know how can they find more of you if they are interested on anything that you offer, provide, um, so just where, where's your where's your online home so that they can find you? Well, one of the places is with the Northwest Institute on Intimacy, www.nwioi.com. Um, oh, that was hard. Okay. Um, <laughs> you got it, though. Well done. <laughs> and um, I do, I facilitate the retreats, the Passion for Life Intimacy Retreats. Okay. Um, and we have one coming up in November and they are fabulous. Sweet. Um, and that you have three and a half, that goes from Thursday to Sunday and you have three and a half days of talking about banquets. Nice. And talking about how do we talk about getting at what we want and right. really what are the ingredients of intimacy. Um, they can also find me at Samaritan Center of Puget Sound on their website. And I'm starting in an Instagram um, <laughs> called Deb Thomas Counseling. Okay. I actually have someone trying to help me okay. because I'm like, I want to, I want to get the word out and right. I'm trying to learn how. Right. I got you. Well, Thank you so much for what you do, and then also just sharing the framework and the, the metaphor here. So thanks again. Okay. okay. Thank you. It's an honor and privilege. Well, Pam, I love how there's a lot of different ways to approach the subject of sex with couples. Right. And there's a lot of different things that can help. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I think the goal is how do you get in line with a resource that does help you? And so that's what we try to be with Sexy Marriage Radio, where we, we want to be a resource that's trusted and helpful. But I think we also, I'll speak for you, mm -hmm. um, would be the ones, if it's not with us, we'll help you find people <laughs> oh, that, that will help. Yeah, whether geographically or if it's personality-wise, a better fit for you. Or even perspective. Let, perspective. Let's let's get you hooked up with someone that can right. can help. Because we want married life to be as, as vibrant as it can be for you. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today and for sure over the last eight years. Yeah, you guys thank are fabulous. Thank you so much, Nation. Absolutely. So this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone, 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'll see you next time.